And if you want to stop doing something negative, again, the best advice and only advice anyone can give you is to simply stop doing that thing. I'm doing this, but I don't want to do it. Well, then don't. But it's hard. Okay, well, then it's hard. So just, it, it's a difficult thing. That's it. Endure the difficulty. That's it. And that's advice that you can follow with porn because it's not an addiction. It's a lot of other things. None of them good, but it's not an addiction. Imagine you're listening to this and you're struggling with a porn addiction. Matt Walsh claims in episode 1215, timestamp 106.22 through 106.56, that porn addiction isn't real. That all you have to do is to just stop. The only advice that will help you is to just stop it. How does that make you feel? So if you've been unable to resist sin thus far and you're told that it's just a willpower issue, maybe do you come to the conclusion that it's hopeless? After all, you've tried to exercise your willpower before and it wasn't enough, so maybe it's time to just quit trying, to just give up and give in to sin. If the one thing that will stop sin is the one thing you don't have enough of, willpower. Well, the good news I have for you is that your case is not hopeless. You don't need to give up. That willpower is not the only factor or even the most important factor in battling your addiction to pornography. Most importantly, that though you continue to struggle with this sin, the death of Christ covers even this one. Memorize this verse. It's from Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Your sin might be a secret for many people, but it isn't a secret to God. And even though he is aware of your shame and your sin, he loved you enough to take that shame on himself and nail it to the cross because he loves you that much. My name is Paladin Actual, and you are listening to the Christian Combatives Podcast. Let's get into it. Is pornography addiction a real thing? This is the question that Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, a Roman Catholic, tries to answer with a resounding no. He certainly opposes pornography. He says it's harmful both to the individual and to others, but he rejects that it should be classified as an addiction, and he kind of gets into why he believes that that classification is wrong. In his statement from the end of his show, episode 1215, he talks about sin, but he never actually talks about it as sin. He never talks about it in a spiritual way. He talks about it as a purely physical thing. His focus is on coercing or convincing people simply to stop sinning. Knock it off. So even though you are body and spirit, he neglects the spiritual entirely and never once mentions the forgiveness of Christ. With any of the good points he makes, he utterly fails in understanding the problem and providing a solution for the Christian who struggles with pornography. I'll start off by giving you a few Bible verses to keep in mind throughout the process, and then I'll explain 10 simple, practical, and biblically founded tips to help you in your battle. So here we go. So the first section of the Bible I want you to consider is from Romans chapter 7. This is written by Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a teacher of his word, and by all accounts, a very holy man. Remember how Matt Walsh told you to just stop it? You know, you want to stop doing something? Well, just stop it. 
to stop sinning? Listen to Paul's struggle with sin and see if it sounds similar to yours. If the solution to repeated sin was to just will yourself to quit, then Paul never would have written this. Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do not do what I want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. So even Paul, the Apostle Paul, a holy man of God, even he continued to struggle with sin. His Christian spirit, the Holy Spirit who dwells in him, struggled against the flesh. Now, unless you are more holy and a better Christian than St. Paul the Apostle himself, you are certainly going to have a similar struggle. It's not so simple to just say, well, just stop it. Just stop it. When you read these verses, when you read these verses, you can find comfort here. Not that this is an excuse to sin but that you are not alone in struggling with your sin. Every Christian, even one as great as St. Paul, has struggled with their recurring sin. The next verse I want you to consider is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. They are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Your flesh struggles against the Spirit. Your desire to sin is in competition with your desire to love your neighbor and to love God. This might be intimidating because you will have to constantly struggle against sin, but this is also a comfort because it means that when you focus on doing those spiritually good things, when you act out the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You are taking territory away from sin and occupying it with goodness. This is a war between your flesh and your spirit. If you want to take back territory from your sinful flesh, if you want to take back time in your life, don't just leave that area of the map empty. Fill it with good things. Don't just take time away from your addiction and sit there nervously trying to resist the addiction. Fill it with prayer, singing hymns, spending time with other Christians, reading the Bible, acting out God's love to others. It'll be so much easier for you to replace moments of sin with moments of love than for you to just try to resist sin and leave those time slots open. The last verse I want to give you to keep in mind before I get into the 10 tips is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 16. This section of scripture tells you about the armor of God, a spiritual armor. So God does not let you go to war undefended, but has given you spiritual protection. He continues to look out for you and desires that you trust in the protection that he has given you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as for shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To review, first, Romans chapter 7, you are not fighting this war alone. Every Christian saint has struggled with this battle and God is on your side. Second, Galatians chapter 5, when you strive to take territory in your life back from sin, don't leave it empty. It'll be too hard to maintain. It is so much easier to resist sin if you are actively doing something incompatible with sin, things like prayer and praise. Third, Ephesians chapter 6, God is aware of your struggle. He has given you armor to protect you and to prepare you for it. Finally, you must absolutely remember that this war against sin was already won by Christ on the cross when his sacrifice fully paid for all of your sin. For every time you fail a battle, run back to Christ, rush to the cross in his victory, in his forgiveness, and it will be yours. You cannot out-sin God's love for you. All right, let's get into it. Here are 10 practical biblical tips to help you wage war against your pornography addiction. First, pray. Sin is a spiritual matter even more than it is a physical matter. You cannot win a spiritual battle without God. Talk to him constantly. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him for strength. Tell him about your struggles. Ask him to strengthen your faith. You cannot succeed in your action if Christ has not succeeded in your heart. Second, discipline yourself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says that he disciplines his body. He trains himself physically to better resist sin. Make yourself used to being uncomfortable. Not that it makes you more holy, but that if you are familiar with resisting weaker urges, you will be more prepared to resist stronger ones. Discipline means training. You have to start with light weights before you work up to heavy ones. But you have to start. Third, remove triggers and stumbling blocks. If something causes you to sin, remove it from your path. Set boundaries. Don't be alone with your computer. Move it into a public room. Don't be alone with your phone if that is a temptation. Leave it to charge out in the living room. Whatever you have to do, come up with something. Now, obviously, you can circumvent these challenges to sin, but you are setting up speed bumps, not roadblocks. The slower you have to go to sin, the easier it will be to turn away from it. Fourth, every day you spend resisting your sin is a victory. Don't expect immediate perfection, but chip away at failure. If you consumed porn 30 days in a month and you resist it every other day, you've just taken 15 days away from that sin. That's 15 days of victory you wouldn't have had otherwise. Fifth, when you are tempted, engage in behavior that is incompatible with sin. If you have a laptop, go sit with the family. Go out of the house. Go do something that takes away that possibility. If being home alone allows for too much temptation, then go to the gym. Go to the library. Go spend some time with others. Go for a walk. If you want to sin, but you can't sin, you won't sin. Sixth, do not let focus on this sin consume you. 
It can easily consume you. If you conquer it, don't feel that your life is now beyond reproach. If you fail to conquer it, don't lose track of other sins you are succeeding against. There are 10 commandments, not just one. Be aware of all the sin that needs forgiveness. Seventh, you are not alone. This is one of the most common sins in the modern world. Don't feel alone as though only you struggle with it. This is a battle with many Christians against the same evil. You are not alone in this. Eighth, it will be difficult. It will be miserable. It may take years to see any progress at all, but it is possible to keep trying. And with God, it is possible to succeed. Success will not look like you living a life without sin starting tomorrow. Success will look like you being forgiven today and every day afterward. Then as a forgiven child of God, continuing to struggle against your sin until the day you are called home to Christ. That is victory. A repentant Christian is a forgiven Christian. And a forgiven Christian has already won. Ninth, remember your identity. Remember who you are. You are a Christian. You are a child of God. Rather than trying to resist the action, rather than trying to say, I shouldn't do this, I should just stop, Instead, say, I am a Christian. This behavior is contrary to my identity. Christians should not behave in this way. It will be easier for you to resist something that is in conflict with your identity than to just resist doing a thing. Make porn an issue of identity, not an issue of effort. 10. Repent. Be forgiven. Try again. Repeat. Christ died on the cross for your sins. Where you failed in resisting sin, he succeeded in forgiving it. As a Christian, do not let your focus on resisting sin overshadow your focus on Christ's forgiveness. That is more important than anything else. Christ died for you to forgive your sins. Hopefully, this list of tips helps you not only in your struggle against sin, but also as a reminder that you are a beloved, forgiven child of God. At the end of the day, winning against sin is accomplished by Christ when all your sins are forgiven. That's what victory looks like. Only now, as a saved, forgiven child of God, can you struggle to resist sin, knowing that your victory is already ensured, not in your effort, but in Christ's death on the cross. Hopefully this was a benefit to you, whether you particularly struggle with the sin, or maybe you know somebody who does. God bless you and take care.